This episode of the Stickers and Scuffs podcast has been presented by the Helloa Financial Group. Paul Helloa and his team can help you out with your insurance and investment needs. Or if you are a company that is looking for a benefits package, Paul Helloa can help you out. Check out all of their services that they provide at helloafinancial.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Stickers and Scuffs podcast. Kem K and Graydon Bunn here with you once again. And we're extremely excited to finally welcome in a good friend of ours from DJK Racing, crew chief and driver. Yes, he is drive as well. He's driving in the Super Stocks this year. The Quick Quick Super Stocks are good, buddy. Rick Verburn, finally on the show. Rick, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thanks you guys for having us. It's going to be fun. Yeah, well, we let's let's start right in with with last year, man. Uh, you know, we we were lucky to get uh, get to go to some races uh, after what was a, a pretty awful 2020. And, you know, we got to see you guys in action. Let's talk about that 2021 year. You guys had some fun uh, in victory lane a couple of times. Yeah, absolutely. It was uh, a lot of new things for everybody as far as our camp went, um, joining with Rick Ware Racing there and and stuff with Andrew and uh, I was actually supposed to crew chief for Andrew in 2020 on the Mopar team. Right. And then that kind of, well, we all know how COVID affected that. And, mm-hmm. and uh, so then I did DJ in 2020 actually. And, and in 2021, the Rick Ware deal came and we decided that uh, I was probably the best fit to go there and do that deal. And um, Man, we had a lot of fun. We had really some great success aside of CTMP. We would have been right in the hunt there. So, um, we were happy with where we ended up, but ultimately without a penalty there, we would have been, uh, you know, champions again. So, yeah. Do you let it go, Rick? No. Can, can you let it go? <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, uh, there was obviously some, some calls made there that I obviously tried to appeal and, and we, uh, argued back and forth, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's their decision and, not much we can do about it really so mm-hmm. i mean uh just it just sucks we lost 19 points that day we lost the championship by eight right so i mean it's a huge hit to take but it's part of it could use that miles for migraine program right there right that's right we're popping some <laughs> headache pills for sure <laughs> <laughs> it is that's a tough pill to swallow just keep Throwing in the freak. <laughs> Perfect. <Yeah. laughs> oh, Jesus. We'll be uh, here all week, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be sure to tip your waitress. Uh, yeah. Um, it, the difference is last year, you went from having a really small field in 2020, kind of three weekends. All of a sudden, you had a championship weekend, double headers. Now we head into 2022, Rick. We're getting back to the real deal here. This is full long races again. This is out east, out west. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> What's the preparation like for this year? Absolutely. Well, this year I'll be back on top of the box for DJ Kennington, and uh, I'm really, really looking forward to that. Um, him and I have got really good chemistry. Uh, we're, we're pretty hard on each other, to be honest. Um, you fit and, right uh, in. But but I'm up. I'm up for the challenge. I always tell him he's actually uncrewchievable but uh <laughs> we'll have some fun going forward and and i honestly can't wait to get back to uh kind of a normal schedule where we go coast to coast um and we're having some fun 
you know, with the guys on the weekends when we're away and it is hard with family, but I bring my family to a lot of these things. So, um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And, uh, I mean, our oval program, everybody knows it's, it's really good. It's decent. Um, I'm working and DJ's working. We're working hard. Uh, we learned a lot with actually with John Fletcher last year, um, mm-hmm. working towards our, uh, to our road course program. And, uh, we all know DJ can get it done behind the wheel. We just got to give him a car that, uh, like we, we gave to Andrew, you know, and I yeah. know Andrew excellent on the road courses, but, uh, we got to step up our, our program and on my end and get him a car that he can win with. Rick, we, I wasn't even going to go there, but since you brought up John Fletcher, he's a name that, um, for the Pinty series fans, if you don't hear it, I mean, he's, he's not in the driver's seat, but he's a name that you hear an awful lot in the garage area. Talk about John Fletcher, just how much of a, a wealth of knowledge that guy is. Well, he's like me in that sense, you know, started driving, right? And yep. uh, he went into a deep process of building chassis. And and then, and since, uh, been working with the Clutes at uh, Legendary Building Cars, mm-hmm. right? So the guy is uh, a bundle full of knowledge. And when it comes yeah, to the road racing, so, when it comes so to the road racing, cars. he's... Uh, just incredible you know and i learned a lot from him last year and obviously he crew chief dj on quite a bit of those events mm-hmm. um and then you know you got to go race against him at ctmp when he when he brings <laughs> gary back out and uh this year it looks like gary's running a full schedule so that's kind of exciting in the same sense but uh um hoping john is wishing he didn't teach me anything <laughs> <laughs> well this is this is an interesting question because there's I, I was actually talking to, to grain about this before we started the podcast is there's got to be such different contrast between crew chiefing dj and crew chiefing andrew where you have one that is is somewhat more of a an oval track racer and then one is a road course racer so i'm very curious how you did you have to did you have to adapt um and change your own style to crew chief andrew do you oh, curse absolutely. in two different languages or do you just keep it all in english <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I, I get sweared a lot by the French. <laughs> I really don't know what he's saying. So, yeah. but, uh, in all honesty, really, I had worked with Andrew um, and David White since 2017. So I knew what Andrew needed in a car and I knew um, how to communicate well with him. And obviously, we have a great relationship. Um, but you, you, you know, Andrew doesn't have a lot of technical knowledge um Mm -hmm. but he can wheel the heck out of any car i mean it's it's actually insanely impressive to watch Mm -hmm. where dj knows what he needs so dj can ultimately he he's going to be making the decisions you know and and you don't pull the wool over that guy's eyes right yeah you can't uh tell him something that uh that isn't true or you can't pump him up false you know where yeah. I could do that, that with Andrew a little bit and Andrew would step it up and pull through like we did at Delaware. You know, I, I remember one comment I asked him um, after the first race on Sunday at Delaware. I said, think about what you're going to need in your car for the second race. And, and he says to me, he says, you know what I'm going to need is somebody to drop a bomb on this place. <laughs> and uh, I said, well, by the end of the second race, bud, you're going to love this place. And sure enough, we, uh, you know, through attrition mainly, but we uh, ended up getting a win there and he said he said he still hated it but um but with dj it's uh it's a little bit tougher 
to be honest, because he does know what he needs. And um, my biggest thing with DJ and I tell him all the time is listen, you worry about the race on race day. Don't worry about everything else. Let me do that part. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, save your energy for that race and he, he can do it, man. He's one of the best there is. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, you got that right. I mean, he, that is the thing. He does know the nuts and bolts of it too, right? So you can't yeah. really fleece him on that. But I mean, that's to your credit, the the mark of a good crew chief where you read your driver and you know what they need in turn you know what the car needs, but you also know what they need and and how you go about that type of thing. So it's something that we've talked about with drivers owners ferries people the mental game of it you just spoke to it perfectly there that there is a mental game like you you can't really like you said fluff up dj with the nut and bolt talk because he knows the nut and bolts he built them so um the mental game of it rick how how much of a grind is that it's it's tough but it's uh when we go like when we were at sunset this year with andrew and he was having that mechanical problem I mean, yeah. I'm sitting on the pit box watching the left front wheel move forward and back on every lap about <laughs> six to eight inches. And, and you're sitting there thinking, man, I sure hope something doesn't break because you're just trying to finish out the race. And I mean, we did, but once I seen what was happening, I couldn't let him go back out. I mean, I just didn't <laughs> feel safe with it where DJ is going to feel that instantly, you know, and, <laughs> uh, Obviously, he pays for the equipment, so he isn't going <laughs> to yeah. take a chance on wadding it up. And mm-hmm. um, But, uh, you know, if Andrew knew there was something super unsafe, he would have told me about that. But, you know, I, I kept saying, well, I don't see anything. Just keep digging. And uh, you know, <laughs> praying that nothing falls apart. So, yeah. Well, that was something that we, we kind of we, – we had this conversation. Uh, Greg and I were talking. While we were watching a lot of the races, it seemed like every week – somebody had a mechanical failure, which is so unheard of for the Pinty series that for like every race, either it was Cameron or it was you guys, or it was, you know, it was oddly, it was never LP and the LP. They were, they were yeah. final season, but it always seemed like somebody had some, some sort of difficulty. Do we have to be concerned because last year it was, you know, double headers. Whereas this year you've got like two of those put together are we going to expect to see? And, and where do you think the what do you think the reasoning maybe behind a lot of those mechanical failures were? Is it just too much too much pressure uh, for for to have to do two races? Well, I think when you compress ten races into an eleven week period, it's you know the stuff at the shop. I mean, we work as hard as we can, but ultimately, you know, at DJK, there's two full time guys, and mm-hmm. then uh, you know a handful of us on weeknights, but. When you compress that many races into a short time, stuff gets messed, plain and simple. I mean, it's uh, you try your best and you work with what you got. And I mean, even to get parts quick enough and that's So I think this year, once we get back to a more open schedule, I think you'll see, you know, guys not have as many mechanical, mechanical failures, at least, at least the big teams like this. Um, as far as LP, I mean, you look at him fielding one car or two here and there where last week, last year we were bringing three cars to the yeah. track in a roundabout way with Rick Ware, but um, th- three cars to the track every week, plus you're prepping backup cars in case something were to happen. So, I mean, when you have 
I don't know how many LP, how many guys LP has full time, but uh, if if you know they're prepping one car every week, it certainly makes a difference compared to three. So, Rick, uh, you're also a driver yourself. <laughs> um, let's uh, let's dive into that. Talk about your career path and uh, and. I love your number choice too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I am a big junior fan, obviously, but uh, I was even 88 before he was. So it yeah. um, starts way back in the late 90s. My cousin Brian started racing the Enduros at Delaware Speedway, and I was just, mm -hmm. you know, a little kid going to watch and immediately, obviously, fell in love with it and uh, begged my dad for years to start, but he waited till I was 16. And and uh, we started racing those Enduros, you know, 250 cars on the track. And it was, uh, it was wicked, man. I, most fun I ever had in race cars, to be honest. I didn't know it at the time. You know, all you want to do is move forward. But yeah, uh, I'd give anything to go back to that now. <laughs> and oh, uh, we just progressed. I Obviously, I only raced the Delaware Speedway for a lot of years. Mm -hmm. um, we started in the Enduros and we moved up to trucks. I actually took about a seven-year hiatus off um you know got married had kids started <laughs> i was just gonna say stuff. wait is when you got married and had kids <laughs> yeah. and stuff right yeah and uh <laughs> you know it just stuff gets expensive you know so yeah. uh yep. we, i kind of got my life together and then uh mm -hmm. was, was stupid enough to go back <laughs> <laughs> and uh we when we went back we built a truck and and had some massive success with that um and then uh then Whitey started his business, so we built the super stock together and, and went on from there. So it's uh, been fun, <laughs> super cool. Sure. Yeah, notice you're rocking the pinstripes too uh, with the spark power as well. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, they're the best hats. Mm -hmm. They don't fade and they stay clean. <laughs> it's true. Very very comfy. But yeah. uh, spark power has also been uh, a huge part of uh, of your career and also DJK as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I met uh, Richard Jackson from Spark. He's uh, he's now the CEO of North America, but mm -hmm. uh, I met him in 2018 in the off season. And uh, Mick Robert Fuels was kind of backing away from racing a little bit, and uh, so I started kind of out on the hunt. And I met Richard Jackson, and I mean, it's been a game changer for sure for us. Uh, big corporate company, which is. Um, tough to get these days, you know, and, and they're all in, man. I mean, they're stepping up big this year again, um, helping out, obviously, me with a super stock. We're going to run the quick, quick deal. Mm -hmm. And uh, DJ's going to run as many pro late model races in the APC yeah. series. And so we got a brand new car for that, which I'm really excited about. Um, and I actually got my my car back from uh, Sean Chenoweth. So we're... Cool. Uh, we're going over it. DJ bought it back in the fall and I've been kind of going over it. I got it here at home actually. So I don't have to drive back and forth to St. Thomas all the time. But uh, mm -hmm. other than part shortages, we're coming along nicely. So. Well, let's, let's talk about that, Rick, because we see it kind of, and we had Brian Murphy from Stuart Haas racing on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. And he said like with the new, with their new cars, like that's a legitimate thing. In North North America, port part shortages, uh, it, it was something that was well known at the beginning of the year. How is the kind of conditions right now? Is it still pretty difficult? I know tires were the same same topic of conversation as well. 
Um, do you see things getting a little bit brighter on that in that aspect? Uh, to be honest with you, it's tough right now. Um, the five-star bodies are just absolutely impossible to get right now. And, and five-star wow. obviously got the contract for the cup cars. So mm -hmm. I'm sure that their focus is keeping those guys rolling. And uh, I know we ordered body panels in November for the Superstock here, and I still haven't seen any. So it's uh, pretty scary right now, to be honest. I know uh, guys like, like David White, got lots of brand new chassis sitting there waiting for bodies and i was there last week and man he's got his fingers crossed you know and in other parts too we're having trouble getting a lot of stuff so um hopefully come testing time we got everything we need and and uh we can carry on well there's a lot for 2022 that we have to be excited for obviously there's there's a lot of talk that this is going to be a pretty um, increased field in terms of uh, the size of uh, uh, the amount of cars coming week in and week out that there's a lot of talent. We've already seen names like JP Bergeron and Raphael Lassard have confirmed that they are going to be entering in this season. Well, you guys were on the top of the, the mound last year in terms of competition. Uh, how, what do you guys have to do to make sure that you stay there? I'll just do our homework, right? I mean, uh, we, I, DJ and I joke all the time because we say, well, you know, we don't have to worry about our oval program is good, but you can't stop. I mean, you can't stop moving yeah. forward. And, and I know we got something a little bit with our older cars and, and uh, obviously we're excited about that, but you can't stop working on those either. You know, you get guys like Raphael and guys like that, that are going to be tough. Brandon Watson. I mean, Oh yeah. And, and Brandon's in, you know, essentially the same equipment we are. So that's going to be a tough deal. And, um, but I mean, we got the people and we got the man to do it. We got the driver. Let's, uh, we just got to keep our heads down and let's focus on things. Try not have any mistakes and, and no part failures and move forward. Yeah. You boys have a, a core group of guys that, uh, you want to call it a, I don't know if it's unique, but, uh, a, the team dynamic where everybody, keeps grinding on each other to get the most out of each other i guess you'd say would it be rick yeah absolutely i mean we, dj and i just had a big conversation on the phone today because obviously he wants to get his flights booked and stuff for uh for out west and mm -hmm. and uh stuff like that before the fuel prices affect anything any further and we were going through a list and we got i mean we got we got 12 guys that potentially we could use i mean and uh <laughs> You know, obviously, it'll be a little bit easier for everybody. Some guys can't make every event, and mm -hmm. uh, obviously, I will be there at every one, and and <laughs> a big part of that. But some of the guys will bring in some guys and out some other guys. I'm assuming, but uh, yeah, we've had the same core group of guys, you know, since I started in '17, and mm -hmm. uh, you know, between the Mopar team and and the Castro team, and we still have all those guys. You know, obviously, Whitey is is moved on, but for the most part, our core guys are still there. So, yep. Well, it's great because we, we've talked about, we've only been in the kind of the Pinty series scene for the, about a year and a bit. And, and it felt like we, when we walked into that garage, you, you feel it, you feel a family atmosphere in there. You feel yeah. so much uh, love and passion for racing and, 
you know, this year, obviously we are, we are pumped to get going and, and be at the racetracks again. Uh, you know, there's so much positivity there, but we got to, I got to know, man, you're going to be in the super stock series. Uh, you know what you signed up for because that, that series <laughs> last year, man, was some of the best racing that I have seen. So I, ex- I'm curious, you know, you went from, you were in the APC series. I ran a couple of races there. Now you're going to super stocks. I'd say competition's is going to be a little bit tough for you. Eh? Yeah, for sure. And to be honest with you, going to late model last year, um, we had some fun with it, but it, it wasn't really up my alley. I, I like the heavier car that I can handle a little, like man, handle a little more. And, um, but taking that year off of that, I'm not going to lie, is going to put me behind a little bit. And I, I mean, these guys are good. Like Lane Zardo and Trevor Culver. Um, I mean, these guys are good. And uh, we'll give it our best shot, you know, and go out there. And, and there's there's actually two racetracks I've never raced on myself with Sunset and Peterborough. So, all right. Um, you know, Flamborough, I feel like we got a pretty good grasp on. And obviously, Delaware, I'm super comfortable with. But, uh, Peterborough and Sunset will be a whole new ball game for me. So, and, you know, with the, the way the penny schedule goes for us, um, testing before those events is going to make it tough. So, um, but we got a really good car and we got a really good crew and group of guys. So, uh, I'm really looking forward to it, man. I'm going to try my best. And, um, evidently with the point structure, the way it is, um, that would incense me and I got to run, I think six races at Delaware Speedway Friday night. So whether I can physically make that happen or not, we're going to try our best, but, uh, we're, we're mainly going out there to have some fun and I wanted to do the traveling series and, and, uh, we did it in 2020. We did the, the first kind of APC tour with the super stocks. I was actually a big, uh, I talked to Luke a lot about trying to pressure him into doing that in 2020 and we finally got it to happen so um we're uh we're looking forward to it. i think it's a great deal like and i mean you got you got a bunch more guys in this year jamie cox has got a ride um there's there's going to be a bunch of new cars i mean i know i know at least five or six brand new cars being built so she's going to be tough it'd be just like the old <laughs> half car days and that's i mean that's what everybody strives for it really, you really, yeah, definitely. This is definitely true. Like the cast car, you know, is the that's the the bar. I think that you need to kind of set, and I think like we've kind of seen like the APC series is has its moments where it, it gets a little chaotic, and and you know, um, the super stocks is is something that we you know was the first time I had ever seen it last year. I think Graydon was the same. Like we never got to really witness it. We got it as a surprise. Actually, we weren't expecting yeah. it at Sunset Speedway. And it was just like, man, I want to see more and more and more of this. So yeah. we're definitely making sure that we are going to make it. Uh, I think we're actually on the schedule uh, to go to Peterborough for the, the Super Stocks APC race there. So we'll be so excited to see the 88 uh, uh, Hell sparking, yeah. sparking and powering its way through the field. <laughs> and, um, you know, always filling that uh, that car up with your Castro oil, you know, uh, taking care of uh, taking care of the car on the track and then taking care of our man, dj as crew chief rick we want to thank you so much for joining us on the stickers and scuffs podcast this week all the best of luck and we will see you at the mm-hmm. track and that's that's such a great thing to say <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely guys and i know last year i kept saying if you guys are around come stop and see me and 
I think every time I kind of seen you go to the corner of my eye, I was either yanking an engine or that CTMP yeah. weekend was just awful, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. I was going to bring that up before we go. We will touch on that then yeah. because uh, from our campsite, we had a good view of the paddock area and it was past dark and I could see the, the lights on in the hauler. So the boys and I meandered up there and we just, I, I know DJ stuck his head out from under the hood and just did a quick hey, and we weren't <laughs> looking for any sort of social interaction, but we could hear tailpipes coming off the car and I'm like, holy yeah. shit, they're pulling an engine. So yeah, I, it, what a weekend guys. I, you know, you work so hard and, and, uh, well, we put two different engines in Andrew's cars, um, with yeah. just such a weird thing happening where, where the frost blood come off the camshaft and that's where the oil was coming from. Yeah. Um, no sooner did we get those engines switched and DJ come in after the, after his qualifying lap on Sunday and said, I, I got an engine issue. I'm like, are you kidding me? So, I mean, we were all dragging our butts after that weekend. And that and, guy looks so gutted. Yeah. Emotionally and physically, man, I'm, I'm telling you, it's uh, when you work as hard as a guy like DJ does and you see him break right down after a race, cause it was that tough. I mean, it means a lot to him still, you know, a lot of people, say that but uh there ain't nobody that works harder than that man in the garage i'll tell you damn right it does it yeah. does it all himself and that's that's the, yeah, the big difference absolutely. you know and uh so we 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 like to see these and like to hear these stories because that's what we're so passionate why we're so passionate about this racing series why we want to tout it why we want to bring people and sponsors to it because it's stories like this it's the commitment yeah. and the passion. We want other people to feel yeah. that too. We want Absolutely. people to yeah. see exactly what we see. And obviously, you know, we, we, it's not just that they have great Pinty's chicken. It's that <laughs> they have great <laughs> racing. Yeah. So Rick, we can't wait to see you at the track this year. We'll definitely be there with the camera and uh, yeah. we'll definitely have some fun and uh, can't wait to see you guys uh, on track winning races this year. Absolutely. I should have all kinds of time because we'll go down Instead of running three cars, four cars every race, we'll have one to worry about. And, and uh, our main goal is to put that car in victory lane every week. And I believe we can do it, man. I, DJ's uh, bound and determined we're going to get a road pro course program back up on top. And uh, we're going to make it happen. So count us in. We're in the hunt. No doubt about it. Thank you, Rick. Take care, guys. <laughs>